Hi, welcome to Happier Ladies, a podcast where we discuss all things related to the Happier and Happier in Hollywood podcasts. We're sisters and super fans who can't get enough happier. So we created our own podcast to keep the conversation going. I'm Malika Amandi, a SoCal native living in Western Massachusetts, a new mom and an entrepreneur. I'm here with my sister, Azizi Williams. That's me. I live and work in the LA area. I'm a not-so-new mom, and I'm an education professional in the independent school world. Welcome to our second Out of the Ordinary episode, where we break the mold and do something a little differently. If you didn't listen to episode 13, you might want to go back and start there. This is the second of two Know Us Better episodes. So our first segment is going to be a rapid fire, know yourself better moment. These questions are pulled together from the know yourself better and distinctions questions that Gretchen and Liz have discussed over the years. Yeah, feel free to answer these questions for yourself as well. Yes. This is, you know, this is all a part of the happier ethos that knowing yourself leads to happiness. And I, I 100% agree with that. Azizi. Yes. Are you an overbuyer or an underbuyer? Well, I think the folks know because I've been mentioning it like every episode. I am definitely an overbuyer. I can't help it. I just always think this is something I'm going to need or I can use. I enjoy finding the just right thing. I am a thrifter. And actually, it's really helpful <laughs> to to go to thrift stores when you are an overbuyer. It's a lot more affordable. And the hunt is actually more interesting as well, finding that just right thing, that special treasure. So I've embraced the fact that I am definitely an overbuyer. What about you, Malika? I think I'm an overbuyer also. There are certain things, though, that I am an underbuyer in. So when it comes to like clothes for myself underwear, socks, kind of essential items, it takes too long, I feel like, for me to upgrade or get the next thing. But Mm. with other stuff, like things for the house, I'll buy something so easily. And of course, it's (laughs) they make it easy on Amazon, you know, it's so easy to buy things these days. But even like, it's very hard for me to go into a store like TJ Maxx or Marshalls without buying stuff. Because Mm. I can just be like, oh, yeah, that would be so useful. Or I have to really kind of (laughs) feel like bite my tongue, whatever the equivalent of that is for like, yeah, bite your wallet, bite my wallet. (laughs) But I really enjoy like looking at stuff and imagining it in my Mm. house. And there was a time when I was tutoring in L.A. and driving all over town and I would have these weird pockets of time. And I remember going to like home goods to relax. like. (laughs) <laughs> I would set a timer for 30 minutes and just walk around home goods. And that was like, yes, just felt so good somehow. That's so funny because to relax, I was, I was thinking about this the other day, you know, there are people who scroll on social media and they can't stop social <laughs> yes. media, but I, I scroll on anthropology's website. Oh. <laughs> you know, like, re- I relax by window shopping on putting things in an imaginary cart that I will never check out <laughs> online. <laughs> I can spend a lot of time doing that. So I, I get it. And you and I have both had to call each other to get out of target. So many right? times. <laughs> like <laughs> We tend to get stuck there because everything looks like important and useful. Yes. And it just gets overwhelming. And after 
two hours, you realize you can't get out. And so we've definitely talked each other out of Tart. Just put it back and leave the That's door. That's true. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> I don't know how many people will have to do that. Is that a common thing? I don't know either. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, write us and tell us. <laughs> to go into Target, I have to have, I should say, in a in a practical, functional, healthy way, I have to have a list and a timer. And then I can do it. But even then, part of me knows that it, it's just fun to walk around. There's just so many things to see. They're always changing them. But then we have the phone a friend, you know? Exactly. Azizi, are you an abundance lover or a simplicity lover? This is a good one. You know, I think I am definitely a simplicity lover. I really recognize the calm that I feel when I'm gazing out at something that is orderly and has space. The idea of empty space does calm me. And this is, you know, it's an interesting to pair this with overbuying yes. <laughs> and also wanting empty space. Because you can quickly find that you have too many things. But I'm also really good at moving things out. I don't hold on to things. I don't have that kind of relationship that I can't let go of things. And so I'm always looking for times to edit. And I've talked about like getting someone to come and take junk away every so often. And, you know, I, I do like to have things be more cleared. I know I don't always achieve that. I'd say right now my kitchen counters are pretty packed, but I, I know that I'd don't want them to be that way because I, I do love simplicity. What about you, Malika? Abundance or simplicity? I think I'm also a simplicity lover. Even though I accumulate stuff, I get that excited and hopeful feeling when I see a really beautiful shelf in a magazine or on Pinterest. You know, it's like, ooh, it, it feels really, sometimes it feels unattainable, but it definitely feels like desirable. And yeah. similarly, I don't have a hard time getting rid of stuff if I can make the time to do it. But it's I wouldn't say I'm very disciplined about it. So I think there's some growth there. And also living in a house, I have more space than I've ever had in my life. Yeah. And I think my husband is an abundance lover. Mm. And so that's attention. <laughs> A little we, bit. We have a basement and there's a lot of room in there for abundance. I'd say you have at least five more years before <laughs> it's going to be an issue. Before I fill it up. But so many rooms down there. Yeah, I think simplicity kind of makes me feel more spacious and it's aspirational. Yeah, and I firmly believe that everything that comes in needs to be functional. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't like to have things just to have things. I really want to know how is this going to be used? How is it going to add value? You know, outside of like holiday decorations, which, okay, their purpose is to sit on a shelf or something mm -hmm. like that. But everything else really needs to be functional in, in my life. And once it's not, I'm pretty comfortable. Just, you know, let's let it go. Mm -hmm. So Malika, are you a lark or an owl? This is a tough one. So a lark is somebody who's a morning person who likes to wake up early and feels like they're their most productive and best self early in the morning. Whereas an owl is somebody who doesn't like to wake up early, but they feel they're most productive in the nighttime hours, kind of staying up late. I think I tend towards Lark, but honestly, I don't like to be up early anyway or up late. So <laughs> you just like to sleep. What's in the middle? You know, a squirrel? I'm not sure. Is there an animal in the middle? 
Yes. I remember listening to a Jay Shetty podcast where he talked about Third Bird, which was in the middle. Yes. That is definitely my sweet spot also. I do feel like I have clarity and drive around 10 a.m. <laughs> yes. It's a very specific time of day. But I would say that's when I'm my best self. I think that's true for me too. Yes. I think like between 10 and 2, I can do pretty much anything. And then... All right. So we're kind of the same there. Yeah. And then when do you like to go to bed though? So we always think of an owl as up late. I mean, I think this has shifted in my... As I've gotten older, it's changed. Right now, if I was able to get in bed between 9 and 10, that would feel really good. Yeah. That would feel like, why am I in bed? <laughs> it's too early. Too early. <laughs> I would feel weird. Like, am I sick? Why am I... Why am I in bed now? <laughs> it's so funny. Even to be when in I am bed. exhausted, I, that's the part that I haven't been able to reframe going to bed as fun. And that's, <laughs> that's absolutely what I need to do. I, I need to get more sleep. I need to see it as fun. So I'm going to work on that. I've always liked going to sleep, even if it's hard for me for some reason. You know, I still have those moments where I'm on the couch and like, really tired but it's just like hard to get up and you keep doing other stuff but I do really like going to sleep yes <laughs> you've always been a very good sleeper <laughs> I don't I have FOMO what mm. am I gonna miss what more can I get done yeah I've, I have always been envious of your ability to like nap and just <laughs> go to bed like just roll over pull up the blankets out <laughs> that's that's just never been me I do a lot of tossing and turning and it takes, takes a long time for me to wind down. Hmm. All right. Are you a tortoise or a hare? Or this is a different way of phrasing it. Are you a marathoner or a sprinter? I'm definitely slow. Whichever of those okay. <laughs> means slow. <laughs> I take my time or I like to take my time. I don't like to be rushed. I don't like things in a hurry. I like to ponder and think and question. <laughs> I like, I like to notice and I, I really like to stroll. Mm. I love a stroll, you know, when I just have hours in the morning or, or to, to putts. Yeah. Putts around. Oh, uh, love to putts. Puttsing is so fun. It is. <laughs> my around. favorite. So I guess that makes me a marathoner also. Well, okay, so these are kind of different, I think. It sounds like you're a tortoise in kind of the way you move through life. With marathoner or sprinter, consider a big project that you have, like a big assignment. Would you rather get it all done in one go? Or would you rather kind of break it up and do it a little by a little over a longer stretch of time? I don't know. I think I would procrastinate until the very end and then sprint. <laughs> <laughs> but I would think about it. So maybe that's the marathoner. I'd be thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. And then the actual action would be short and not as long. So maybe I'm a little bit of both. Hmm. What about you, Malika? What are you? Well, I definitely identify with the tortoise in life. Hmm. I don't like to move fast. And actually, I talked about in the previous episode about my graduate school experience and how physical acting grad school was. We had a whole like movement unit about the quality of movement and moving fast and slow. And mm. the feedback I kept getting was, your fast is not fast enough, Malika. <laughs> 
make your fast faster exactly. <laughs> that's, funny. that's just like my life like <laughs> i love taking my time i don't like to rush either i like to putter around i think when it comes to a project because i don't like to be rushed and i don't like the feeling of pressure i am definitely a marathoner so if i have a big talk i'm writing or something i will block out time in the calendar to work on it two hours a week for eight weeks so that mm. I've got plenty of time and I'm never at that up all night feeling right before. Some of that is learned, you know, in college, I would definitely would stay up and write papers or do kind of what you described of thinking about something, but then procrastinating. But I've tried to adjust that. And I think having marathon experiences with projects and things feels so much better for me that yeah I really go that direction now are you a novelty lover or a familiarity lover I think I'm probably a little bit more of a familiarity lover mm. it's funny thinking about this in the context of the gift giving quiz of the enthusiast because I do enjoy novelty but I also like a good routine and mm. there are certain things like I like going to Starbucks because I know Things are going to taste a certain way and I can get a certain thing and it's pretty much always on the menu, you know? But does that mean I don't like the local coffee shop? No, of course. I like that too. And I like when things change, but this might not be a strong distinction for me, I guess, because I think I go back and forth. They seem to intertwine to me, novelty and familiarity. What about you? You're right. It doesn't have to be so extreme also. Most people are probably somewhere on a range, right? But I'm definitely novelty. I love to try new things for the most part. So more often than not, I want to try something new or see if I can experience something different. And notoriously, when we go to restaurants, I will be the one that will try the most outlandish thing on the menu. Yeah, you honestly, make some funny choices. About 75 Seventy-five percent of the time, I'm disappointed, but I always, I always try something, <laughs> something new. I, why is this? I, I like to try new things. So when I go to Starbucks, I, I like to try all the new things. Usually it's not as good as the thing that I end up going back to, but I will, I'll give it a try. So I'm, I do like novelty. However, when it comes to TV, I will watch mm -hmm. like three things and it's the same things over and over again. So I'm not, I'm not so interested in exploring new TV or movies, but when it comes to the other part of my senses, the taste and the smell and, the, you know, seeing things. I like to try new things and kind of push the boundaries. So this is going to be on my 24 for 24 list. But where I work, there's like a kind of food court situation. And I always go to the mm. same place. What? Because I like that's what? like, I've, I know I've gone to one other place once. And it was fine, but there's like a place that serves like orange chicken, which is just so tasty. I go in there with the mindset of like, I'm going to try something else. And I just always go back to the same place. So there's probably 12 different restaurants in there. <laughs> so this is on my 24 for 24 list is going to be to try the other restaurants in this place. And not only do you go to the same one, you get the same thing when you go there. I know. <laughs> so terrible. I mean, it's not terrible. It's not bad. It's it's just your preference. But that I would definitely approach it differently. I don't go every day. So it's not like I'm eating the same thing every day. But it's just when I do go. And, and it's okay to then when you find that thing and it's a treat and then you want to get that thing all the time. 
But I'll tell you on the other end of it, you talked about rituals. I'm terrible at rituals. Like my morning routine kind of looks different most mornings, which is, is not efficient. So I'm, I'm always thinking about routines and how can I incorporate more routines into my day so that it's more streamlined and I have consistent results, you know, uh, with what I need. So that's the other side of it. There's, there's there, it is nice when you can get into a rhythm in, in your day when those rhythms serve you. Right. That would be a fun conversation to just talk about our routines. Yeah, I was tracking mine for a while because I I wondered if I had me. And I do. You know, I brush my teeth every day, <laughs> twice actually. <laughs> and there there are things that I do regularly, but probably fewer than <laughs> many people. Azizi, are you an opener or a finisher? I'm definitely an opener. I love new ideas. Love to start things. I love to dream and, and think big. Not so concerned about finishing them. Or it, takes, it takes a lot of effort to circle back. And did we do that thing? Or, you know, is it done? And luckily, you know, in work, I have team a team and, you know, we're great. We hold each other accountable and we can get to the end together. There are other people who are more, you know, detail oriented than I am. But I, I love starting new things and all the energy that comes with it. Hmm. Are you an opener or a finisher, Malika? I think I'm a finisher. I love oh. to cross the things off. Like that's what feels wow. good to me is like that line through it. We did it and it's over. I <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Like I get a charge from the completion of a thing. Yeah. I, I get a charge from like, st- from starting it. <laughs> beginning a thing and then it finishes it it's great but um I don't know if I get the same kind of charge so that's fascinating Hmm. so are you an abstainer or a moderator I I don't know I don't well I think I am an abstainer but I really wish I was a moderator (laughs) that would be way more convenient that's not how it works (laughs) why do you think you're an abstainer so my experience of of keto the keto wow. diet the, the keto uh, days my husband and I did for I'd say about a year and a half together it opened up a whole new world for me I loved it while I was doing it and there was a lot of abstaining involved with that so we really weren't eating any sugar or added sugar even like fruit there's a very I don't have to explain it it's all, it's out there you can find it in the literature look it up look um, it up if you're interested <laughs> But it did involve a lot of abstaining. That was the first time I kind of had a food system that was where you really weren't eating certain things. And I loved it. I felt like I had so much freedom within kind of the guidelines. And I felt really good physically. And, you know, it was a very transformative experience for me in terms of relating to food differently. And then for various reasons... (laughs) We kind of veered off of it and then it didn't make sense. You know, I was pregnant. It it just wasn't right anymore. And it's so hard to kind of moderate those things that I used to abstain from. Even though I know I have the memory of how I felt when I was abstaining, it feels somehow psychologically, it feels like it's a, a different thing now of like deprivation or I don't know. But I can't deny that I felt good when I was in that abstainer model. I would love to be able to just say, well, I could eat a little bit of this or I could have this kind of, I think it's very similar to kind of the way Gretchen has talked about sugar. Right. I think that's how I relate to sugar too, but I just don't want to because (laughs) 
I like it. Yes, it's so tasty. <laughs> but I think it's so I tasty. feel better and make a lot of other better choices when I don't eat it. But I'm not ready to go there again yet. Yeah, I get it. What about you? I am definitely an abstainer. <laughs> no doubt about it, 100%. And actually this last year on my 23 for 23 list, and actually it was on my 22 for 22 and 21 for 21 was dry January, mm-hmm. giving up alcohol, you know, for the month of January. And this year, January turned into February, turned into March, turned into mm-hmm. April. And I just... I just stopped drinking. And so it, it's not completely like I'll, I might have a drink if I'm out, but I decided I don't drink at home mm-hmm. and I have been able to do that. So I, I can make up rules for myself and abstain in a, in a context or in a situation really well. I can't have a drink on one day at home and then another and, you know, and, and not the next day. It has mm-hmm. to be all or nothing, but it can be all or nothing within a context. So mm. I've I've had a lot of success, I'd say the last two months. So I Malika, I bought an egg cooker. One of those egg cookers that Gretchen talks about oh, all the time. Wow. Actually, Daddy was talking about it too. And I I got one and it is amazing. Everybody's right. Everyone's right. It's amazing. Making eggs the old fashioned way. It's not that many steps, but it's enough steps that you just don't do it. So now I make eggs, you know, every week and I have one or two hard boiled eggs with some sliced fruit for breakfast every single day. I'm abstaining from sugar, bread, everything else for breakfast. <laughs> and so that is a way I like under that context. And in that situation, I can abstain and say, this is what I always do. Lunch and dinner are different. And I don't have any rules or parameters around that. But for breakfast, I, I do the same thing. And, it, and that works for me. That sounds like a familiarity lover. Also, it's not it's not that I love it. Okay. <laughs> it's, that, it's that it works for me, you know, like, I do it because what I really want to do is try different things and, you know, go to the cafes and try all the pastries. That's what I really want to do. Mm. But I have to abstain (laughs) from those things so that I'm not off the rails with my sugar and carbs because I'm I love it. So I, I, I can create certain rules and situations that I can hold on to. And I'm I know one day it's going to be no sugar. I I, I know it. <laughs> I know I'm going to get to that point one day. I'm just, I'm not there yet. And that's fine. Well, for somebody who's been there and back, you can always come back. <laughs> that's right. It's not, it's not forever. Encouragement? Even if, no, it's just saying it doesn't have to be forever. If you don't. You're right. <laughs> You're right. You know, and Sanai and I, we used to have like, okay, we're not going to eat sugar for this month. And we actually could do it. Like we would do it together for a while, often after the holidays, because you kind of <laughs> go overboard. But we, we haven't done that in a while. Well, that's the end of our list. Wow. Fascinating. Yeah. That is fascinating. I love that. I love these questions. I hope they keep them coming. I think they're so useful and and interesting and kind of help me think about my day and my week and my month and my year. Yes. So Malika, now it's time for peaks and valleys because in life, there are always peaks and valleys. Even episodes, I do a peak and Malika does a valley and this is an even episode. So it's my turn to do a peak and I would love to shout out our parents' podcast. So our mom and dad have a podcast. I think it's a nine part series. It's called Voices from the Choir. Oh, happy day reflections. And this I would recommend you check out if you are a lover of music or of gospel music 
or of things happening in the 1960s, if that was your era, if you're a history buff, this is definitely something to check out. It's inspired by Quest Love's documentary, The Summer of Soul, which came out, I think, maybe a few years ago. And that documentary, you know, highlighted these free concerts that were happening in Harlem that were fantastic in 1969. So our mother was in the choir that sang the famous song, Oh Happy Day. And the success of that song sort of propelled that choir into fame. <laughs> they became famous and they toward the country singing the song oh happy day and this podcast is that experience the experience of that choir of the music of the touring and you know it sort of does a deeper dive into one aspect of the summer of soul documentary so i would like to give a shout out to them and you know my dad produced it and it's a, a fantastic history lesson it's a really fun documentary series it's fun on the historical level, but also it's very much capturing our family history. And it's really sweet to hear our father interview our mother. And there are a lot of stories that our mother tells that I'd never even heard before about her childhood and her mom, who we didn't get to know because she passed away before we were born. But it's a really interesting look at what it is to grow up in the Bay Area in the 60s as a Black person. And I'm amazed that they pulled this together and that they got all these interviews. And I'm really grateful that we have that kind of archive for our family history. Podcasts are amazing. Malika, what's your valley? All right. So we are still in the holidays. We've been talking yes, about him for a long time. <laughs> this seems like it's been forever, but also not enough time. Somehow. I know. How is that true? So <laughs> my valley is that I have not been buying presents. Oh. I have a list and TikTok times a going. <laughs> But I haven't been able to just get to business for some reason. I mean, I know why I'm doing other things, but I need to, I'm saying this in the hopes that this will motivate me to just focus in and tick off some boxes. Cause I, I have things in mind that I want for people hmm. and there's like a couple, there's like a white elephant thing I'm involved in that I need to get something for hmm. soon. You know, things are coming up sooner than Christmas. Yes. So I'm in that the stewing is worse than the doing mode. Uh -huh. <laughs> I think if I can just block out an hour to bing, bang, boom, do some online shopping that I will feel so much better. And I'm just not on the other side of that hour yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to do this this week. Yes. <laughs> just for the shipping alone. Right. So block out a couple of lunch breaks this week and get to shopping. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's time. Don't wait till 12 a.m. like I do. Okay. <laughs> that's just, that's a cautionary tale. Don't do that. <laughs> but if you listen to the previous episode, you'll know why. <laughs> But I do recommend you you take care of that. You don't you don't you don't want the just thinking about it and the stewing to no you know take over your whole holiday season. I don't. That's no. a good way to say it. I want to be able to enjoy this this season, the holidays. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, that brings us to the end of our episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you like us, rate, review, tell a friend, and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Send us a message at happierladies at gmail.com and tell us something you like about happier 
and happier in Hollywood this week. Our theme music was created by Wyatt Munsey. And we also want to give a special shout out to Gretchen Rubin, Liz Craft, and Sarah Fain for inspiring our conversation each week. You can find us on Instagram at Happier Ladies, and we're on the web at happierladies.com, which is also where you can find the show notes for today's episode. All right, Azizi, have a happier week. Have a happier week, Malika. Bye. Bye. Azizi, are you an abundance lover or a slimplicity lover? Did you say slimplicity? <laughs> okay. <laughs>